it's your turn. Who are we talking to? How would you like to never pay rent again? Where'd you get the money to buy yourself a house? Move to the north side. It's nice. If history is any indication, you won't last very long. What you told me happened to my husband. Something doesn't feel right. Here we go. Hello, welcome to the Lovecraft Country Companion Redux Edition. I'm your host Ambrose, and once again we have a very special guest co-host joining me, Corey Paul from the Literacy Kings podcast. What up? What up? What up, baby? This week we'll be breaking down the third episode, Holy Ghost. So, first things first. Let me acknowledge off the top how great this episode was. Um, it hit a, a, a different gear tonally for me. A lot stronger horror elements, and you know, and I know that was one of my complaints about the last episode. So the pacing was on point. Um, we get some real horror this go around. And um, it's actually this episode is directed by Daniel Sackheim. Um, he has some impressive credits, including True Detective, Ozark, Better Call Saul. The Leftovers, and a little small HBO show you might have heard of called Game of Thrones. Mm. So you know this 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 cat is a he's a seasoned vet, and he's he's directed some of my my favorite shows, some of my top shows, uh, which is ironic because he also directed last week's episode White Is on the Moon, which I was kind of you know. <laughs> so, so a little on. iffy on. Yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. iffy on. So that's why I was like, man, who is it? I saw this episode. I was like, who directed this? And then come to find out, yeah, he also directed the, you know, the, the last week's episode that I was right. so high on. But anyway, as this episode opens, um, we see Letty attending church service. And while the other congregants passionately worship, she's staring blankly into the distance. And we hear a voiceover asking, which angels gave you their wings? Which skies have you flown? And when you reach the heavens, who was there to catch you when you fell? If this spoken word poem um, sounds familiar, uh, it should because it's performed by a precious ebony. Uh, and you might remember this Nike Be True campaign ad, uh, which was originally re uh, released a couple of years ago during celebration of Pride Month. So, yeah, that little voiceover. Uh, was directly came directly from that uh, ad campaign and commercial. Um, so anyway, as Letty gazes at a church go go or dancing in a frenzy, uh, having seemingly caught the uh, Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, um, ironically, Letty, having been brought back from the dead last episode, she's been a ghost of her former self. You know, remember Letty got shot and was uh, actually resurrected, so to speak. Right. So this all connects to the episode's title, Holy Ghost. Um, so also there's an opening title graphic that I just realized um, at the top of each show, there's a title graphic that gives you clues 
as to what the episode is going to be about. I don't know if you picked up on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I did, but it was uh, it, it wasn't as clear. Like I wasn't right. putting it it's together. Kind of a puzzle. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't really putting it together. But yeah, yeah. This, this, this. Um. So after that opening, there's an opening title graphic that depicts a scary looking house, and it has expansive tree roots and a skeleton beneath it. So. Yeah, so you know, we know this episode is gonna be about a big scary house. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, roots usually symbolize, um, you know, your ancestry, your background, family connections. Um, but I guess as we dig in this episode, you know, we'll we'll, we'll connect the dots. Um, there's also on the, on the title card. Um, there's a breakdown, I guess, in print that reads, in the summer of 1955, a group of Negro men and women moved into a house on the north side of Chicago. Ten days later, three people went missing inside the house, never to be seen again. Pioneering is dangerous. Now, pioneering in this sense is uh, meaning the first black people to do something. Uh, and particularly during that era, um, you know, that, there's a lot of peril that comes with being the first black to do something. I mean, look at Jackie Robinson or, you know, any of the other uh, firsts by right. people of color. And, you know, that could, that's a dangerous proposition. Um, so anyway, opening scene, title card. Uh, any, any thoughts on that? Man, I, so I, I know that, like, as we're, as we're coming, um, as we're coming back and, and, Ladies came back from from the dead, um, right. and then you you have the title of Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm assuming this is going to be a lady focused um, episode. That's what right. I, that's my assume. That's my uh, assumption is that this is going to be a lady focused uh, episode. And then the other thing I'm I'm thinking is how is she changed? Because usually um, in in film, once somebody dies and comes back, something's different. You know, mm-hmm. like something's changed, something's different. Um, whether it was added or taken away or something. So that's what I'm. That's that's my uh, assumptions going into it. Is that's this is kind of what's going in my head? Is what you know? What what are we about to see now? Because um, you know, it's kind of how the the character in the in the movie or the show returns back home but they returned different than before they left mm-hmm. you know so now how does that play in it so that's that's kind of what my head was in the in the beginning i was i i try not to i try not to get ahead of the writers but <laughs> it's, it's hard man uh so that's what i'm that's what i'm uh looking for you know that's what i'm looking for okay well we'll see if it tracks throughout the rest of the episode yeah so so next scene, um, they cut to a middle-class white neighborhood in the north side of Chicago. And Letty c- convinces her sister Ruby to move into the house she just bought. And it's a big, scary-looking house with 13 mm-hmm. rooms. She intends to rent it to uh, other black folk. Ruby is worried about being a pioneer. There goes that word again. Mm-hmm. Um, she's worried about being a pioneer in this all-white neighborhood and the trouble that comes with that. She and she ends up agreeing to stay, believing Letty is making an effort to repair their relationship. Um, while giving a tour of the house, 
Letty is nearly killed by this malevolent malfunctioning elevator. And she nervously laughs it off, but Ruby does not find anything funny at all. Right. And and so the haunting begins. Um, so yeah, we got this big scary house. Um, 13 wounds. I mean, you know, lucky 13, right? Right. Um, and you know, we already know previous episodes that Ruby and Letty have a sort of frosty, uh, complicated relationship. So, you know, she, she relents. She, she, she has, you know, her doubts, but she sees Letty giving an effort. So she wants to give her a chance. Right. Maybe they can, um, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm like, where'd she get this money from? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's you know the, I mean? that's the like, big hmm. elephant in the room. Where you get this money from? Yeah, like, this you, look, this you bought a whole house. A whole you know house. <laughs> and not too long ago, you was trying to stay with uh, yeah, you, with Ruby and her. Yeah. You know? So, okay. You know, that's, that's the first thing that jump out <laughs> is where this bread come from. And then it's, bro, come on. They, this is not going to go well. Uh, Ruby and uh, Letty staying together in this house. I don't know what's gonna happen, but that's that's. I think that's too much, too fast for that relationship. Well, I mean, the elevator already tried to kill her, so you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's that's that's a harbinger of things to come. Yeah. Um. So next, we cut to Hippolyta's house, and she's sitting in her bedroom, staring stoically into the mirror while tearing out pages from George's favorite book. Um, Dracula. She misses her husband, George. Fast Domino, ain't that a shame, is blaring from the kitchen radio while Atticus makes breakfast for her and her daughter. So despite his best efforts, he senses he's worn out his welcome and announces plans to, to leave and stay elsewhere. Dee is, you know, Hippolyta's daughter. She's disappointed, but Hippolyta seems relieved. Tick's presence is a constant and painful reminder that George is gone. Mm. Yeah, so. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like in this in this situation, in this scene, uh, or just, you know, in general, with Tick coming back, I don't I don't think they can't they can tell her the truth about what all really went down. Like right. how do you even unpack that? You know, so um, I imagine that that weighs on Tick as well because he's having to, you know, make up whatever lie he'd say. I don't believe they tell us uh, exactly what was said, but we know that they didn't, <laughs> by their demeanor, that they didn't tell, he didn't tell the truth of what actually happened because <laughs> it's, uh, she'd be doing more than just sitting in the room tearing up a book. Um, but yeah, you could just feel the... Um, you can feel it, and even the scene in the the kitchen where uh, that that you said kind of brought to the the tension. Where uh, I think he put the cup, he put mm. the cup the uh, wrong way. Like I believe mm-hmm. he said he said after the after drying the cup, he you know put it one way, and she like flipped it or whatever, and and was saying this is how George you know always does it. You know, so it was just those little things, but. At that time, I know it felt like, you know, a, a, a mountain on her. Yeah. And this is a culmination of things, right? I mean, obviously, you know, she's upset. You know, she lost her husband, so she's grieving, you know. And then, um, you know, you got to 
I guess, and I, I know she loves, you know, tickets, family and whatnot, but I guess everything is amplified, right? Like she, she's grieving and then, you know, at this point, all those unresolved issues about what may, what truly happened to her husband. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe there's some some resentment. Maybe she blames taking him for herself or whatever. But, you know, all of that uh, is displayed beautifully in the scene, the way they played attention and how, you know, just the slightest thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, you can feel it. Yeah. And so next, we come to Montrose's house. Um, Atticus enters to find his dad passed out drunk. Mm-hmm. And Tick yells, I got you, kid, as he throws water in his face to wake him up. And we learn that that quote is from a story Uncle George liked to tell about a mysterious stranger who saved the young brothers from a gang of white boys intent on jumping them, mm-hmm. swinging his back like Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. So th- that's that's a direct callback to the dream Tick had during the opening of the premiere episode um, when he was, you know, um, confronted by the monsters in the dream and Jackie Robinson came up with a bat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, struck the monster down. So, you know, another another callback. Yeah. And it confirms the idea that we were talking about, about the monster being representative of... Right. Um, you know, racial injustice, racism. racism and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And then Jackie Robinson, who he himself was a pioneer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First, first Another black pioneer. To break, the, break the color barrier. Yeah. Um, so Tick asks his dad if he can stay with him for a few days. But, of course, they get into an argument about him not being truthful with uh, Hippolyta and Lee's. So, apparently, I guess Montrose wanted to tell the truth. Uh, or, no. Who? Well, I they... they it, Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think Tick wants to tell the truth. Right. And Tick wants to tell the truth, but yeah, you right. can't. Yeah, we can't do that. Which is understandable. I mean, what you gonna say? Like, yeah, with some monsters and um, <laughs> that's, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, how do you unpack white, that, man? Yeah, that's that's yeah. <laughs> she just gonna want to pull up, take me back there. You know, yeah. that's gonna pull be, up. Yeah. Or, I mean. Can you imagine the reaction for somebody in real life you told that like, they probably had you committed like, oh, you was on drugs and you gonna kill my husband? Like, what are you yeah, talking about? Exactly. Like, okay, what really happened? Now you <laughs> yeah. lying, so now I think yeah. you guilty of something true. That's 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 really a reasonable way. So it's just, man, yeah, I, I don't I don't know a way to be able to unpack that. And then you know, Montrose, how he get down, he already right. I don't know, man. You can just you never know what's going on in his head, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh so you know he not gonna he not gonna divulge that. Nah. Um. So back at the uh, ladies' haunted house, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's moving day. Um. A lot of new tenants are busy moving into her her boarding house. A young novelist introduces his pet to Letty. Uh, dog's name is Baldwin, of course. Clearly a callback to to James Baldwin. And uh, if you recall. The narration on the premiere episode "Sundown" uh, from the you know from the debate, and they use that to play over the the montage that was James Baldwin uh, talking about the plight of the uh, the Negro uh, and the American dream at the expense of the American Negro. Uh, so another callback. Um, Atticus pops up on Letty, you know, surprise visit. Um, they haven't seen each other in weeks since George's funeral. He wanted to check in with her before hitting the road and their goodbye is interrupted by the persistent blaring of car horns. So after going outside to investigate and seeing white thugs sit menacingly on their cars, 
Atticus decides to stay for a while. The next morning, as Letty, Letty's disapproving racist neighbors plant signs asserting that this is a white community, undesirables must go. Um, her house ghosts begin making their presence felt. I mean, we see as, as Letty's sneaking, um, the covers are snatched off of her mm-hmm. by a severed hand, right? And we also see a, a jawless specter um, staring at Letty while she sleeps. So, you know, there's a some noise or ruckus in the boiler room. Um, there's a lot of banging, like something is trying to escape from the basement. So clear, clear, this this house is truly haunted. Um, mm-hmm. And another callback to the title, um, Holy Ghost. I mean, at least on the ghost part, we don't know how holy they are. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, and then I'm, and then at this point, I'm wondering how much of this is the house and how much of this is Letty. Does any any of this have to deal? Mm, you know coming, coming back, back from the dead mm-hmm. right yeah 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 sort of a, maybe like a six almost six sense type thing right, right. like a movie six sense like i see dead people right know? right because when remember when she goes down for the banging uh uh you know tick he, she tells tick about it you know and he's mm-hmm. like uh you know maybe the pipes was rattling maybe the you know he's like you know you've been under stress or whatever you know he, he she the only one that hear it or or see it at that point in time, you know, so mm-hmm. it's something which, to consider. Which is odd because it's like, bruh, all the stuff you done just seen, like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you can't let me have that, you know, by the gut. Like, that's really, that's, that's, that's crazy. All right. that stuff, magic and everything else you done seen, but the ghost is crazy. Right, okay. right, right, yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of Tick, so, yeah, so he's down in the basement to reassure her after her little scare. And in an act of vulnerability and gratitude, she tries to hold his hand. Mm-hmm. And he and he pulls away, mm-hmm. but not because he doesn't want her. But I think, given the complexity of his childhood, being raised by an abusive, probably alcoholic father, who shunned affection, mm-hmm. I think Tick struggles with um, with intimacy. Yeah, yeah. I, and I I I feel like you know I feel like that. They've they've allowed their relationship to have the to showcase a strong draw between each other uh, in secret. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's it showcased a draw to each other, like like in secret. Um, but I don't know if Tick, like you said, is able to emotionally unpack that with everything going on. On mm. top of the lack of foundation that he has, you know mm. what I'm saying, with with like you say that type of, you know, intimacy, you know what I'm saying. So I think I think I could be wrong, bro. Some women, some of our, uh, our women, our, our, our women listeners may uh, charge me up for this, but I think <laughs> that maybe his way of trying to do a good thing, like. Mm. I don't want to mess you up. I don't want to mess this up. I, I don't know, but I, I I just didn't feel like he was doing it in a um, in a negative way, you know. But I right, know. right, like he you wasn't know. trying to be me, whatever. Right. Yeah, like like watch out, you know. Like he wasn't trying yeah. to do it that way, you know. I think it was just his uncomfort, you know, that that came right. Out. And yeah, and again, you know, again, it might be as simple as 
like you said, he's uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. in the same way that sometimes, you know, some people might like you see something you admire and you looking at it, but maybe they look at you and then you kind of turn away. You just kind of mm-hmm. like, ooh, that's too close. That's too it. You know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> yeah. ready. You know, I'm not ready. So, you know, you might not have the, you know, the tool in this toolbox to sort of sort of manage manage that. Right, 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 right. That's good. Um. Anyway, so we cut to the next night. It's a housewarming party. Uh, ladies' housewarming party is in full swing. Mm-hmm. She's mingling about ever the gracious host. We got Ruby back by live band. Mm-hmm. She's keeping the crowd entertained with song. Uh, Hippolyta rise with a, an, an overabundance of food. Um, uh, presumably that she received from you know some well-meaning do-gooders. You know, you know how we take care of our people. You know when right. the love ass, we gonna we gonna we gonna make sure they fed right. Right, right, right. She got a lot of food for her and, and D, so she brings a lot to the party. Um, and just a sidebar. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge how good that damn cake looks because I'm, I'm a cake, you know, I'm a cake fiend. And um, man, boy, that cake was looking. Man, that whole party, yeah, that whole yeah, the whole party, party was, was lit. Though, party, right? it, don't you wish you had like a time machine? Man. You could go back to that type of party. Like that's a real party. It's not yeah. people not just trying to be cute. Yeah, dancing, you know, sweating, having a good time. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It made me feel like you know, it's like. They, you know, they went through so much, you know. Yeah. And they did when they when they did have opportunity to celebrate or enjoy. It's like we we going we going to the max, you know. Yeah, what I mean? we, yeah we go hard. Yeah. yeah, bro. And especially think about that time and the level of oppression. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, to, to, to be able to find joy, right? You know what I'm saying? That's like some old Frankie Beverly Maze, you know, joint pain <laughs> yeah. type. Because it's just like, yeah. I think. The, the boot was so hard on the neck back then for black folks. Like, we probably partied even harder, right, to, to exactly. compensate, to balance out exactly. all of that uh, that we you had to deal with. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah definitely. Great party. So elsewhere in the house, um, D is there with some of her young friends, and they're playing with a Ouija board mm-hmm. in the attic. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, come on, man. We already in a haunted house. Now y'all want to play with Ouija boards. You know, that's a bad sign right. when you're watching a horror movie and, you know, it's a Ouija board involved. Right. So in what, for me, was the single most chilling scene in this series so far, we have a young man here ask the Ouija board, will he have fun on his trip, Right. Mm-hmm. And the board sinisterly answers no. Mm. So it's no big deal, right? That's that's easy to dismiss this as a throwaway moment until you realize the boy in question is nicknamed Bobo. Mm-hmm. Nah, so, okay, so his nickname is Bobo. So what, you might ask? Well, Bobo was also the nickname of the real-life Emmett Till. And when you do the math... And when it's the time period and the locale for where everything is set, um, Emmett Till, you know, as you know, historically was a 14 year old boy from Chicago who was brutally murdered while on a trip visiting family in Mississippi. And and this happened in August of 1955. Mm -hmm. Well, we're summertime 55 right now. We're in Chicago, Mm -hmm. right? So... Everything kind of adds up, and he looks like you know, 
the right age, the same nickname. And, and we know how much detail and historical information that they pack into this show. So mm. I don't think it's a a coincidence that his name is like, you know, Bobo. And um, even if you looked at his attire, if you know, if you Google some of the Im- images of and uh, pictures that they had of Emmett Till at the time, he, he's dressed similarly. So um, anyway, it just it gave it gave me goosebumps because yeah. I was like, hmm, that seemed very specific. Like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what made me, you know, dig a little bit deeper. But I was like, hmm, let me just Google this, and then you know. Yeah. Once you find down a rabbit hole on the internet, but yeah, so this this whole situation with with Emmett Till, assuming it is him, um, man, that that since I mean, can you imagine he asked the Ouija board, "Hey, how's my trip gonna be?" And the Ouija board is basically saying, you know, now you're not gonna have fun, you know, right. knowing what we know historically and the tragedy that happened, right? That, right. That 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 genuinely gave me goosebumps. That gave me chills. That was scary. That was the scariest thing. Yeah, bro. The show for so far. Yeah, and and you know we we know just off of the first uh, two episodes that they're doing everything intentionally. You know right. what I mean? So it's like right. that scene. the The character has a name. Um, it's asking a, a specific question. The question is answered. Like you know, it's like. They not just putting in there to fill up space, right? You know what I'm right. So, they packed, the, yeah. So I just, you know, but it was that 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 got me, yeah. Um, yeah. and just, you know, yeah, stuff like well, that makes me feel like, yo, we haven't even, they haven't even started yet. You know, when they when they drop things like that, it's like, oh, y'all finna. Okay, we finna go somewhere. You know what I, I mean? mean? Like, if this is accurate, which I pretty, I just feel like well, it's gonna be. Did you peep the other references that they threaded in? Like, even even the minglers at the party, like they were talking about. Did, did you did you pick up the uh, the Martin Luther King reference? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh-huh. his his uh-huh. name was originally uh-huh. they were talking about his name like was was Mike Michael? That's he changed his name to, to uh, Martin when he was supposed to marry a white woman. That, um, well, yeah, and I don't, I, I don't know. There was a conversation about that. Yeah, historically, yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know. And then you do research, like, yeah, yeah. like uh, he was, he didn't originally go by Martin. Um, so it's just interesting. Like again, all these little historical tidbits that they thread. Like you pay attention. You have to watch. You can watch the show two, three times, and you'll learn something new every yep. time you watch it. Yep, because um, anytime they say something, it's for a reason. You know. Right. So if it seems like that's random, look it up. Yeah, <laughs> look Friday it up. Night. Yeah, that's a, yeah, absolutely. Um, and just the, the Emmett Till thing just blew my mind. And of course, that racist attack was so shocking, even for his time when lynching was still somewhat commonplace. Man, um, that served as a catalyst for the civil rights movement. Definitely. So again, big, big historical. I love the way they weave uh, fact, historical fact, with fiction. Uh, it's just, um, and I don't know. Let me see. That I don't know. That that might uh we might be getting too far ahead of ourselves. But yeah, the, but yes, yes. Yeah. Also, um, so the Ouija Ouija board shenanigans is not done. Um, they continue to play with it. And the board ends up spelling out um George is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, to the horror of all the kids, because it wasn't intentional. I mean, you know, obviously there's some malevolent spirits uh at work here mm-hmm. but d is visibly upset and angry 
mm-hmm. because you know she thinks that they're joking about her father's death. Right. So she smacks down the, the board and storms out. Right. Right. And so elsewhere, while looking for D, Hippolyta becomes transfixed by this golden contraption uh, composed of planets and gears, and it's peeking out from this mysterious room. So um, that's that's called an ori. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, um, they just kind of show us that, and then they move on. Yeah, um, and I'm and right there, I'm thinking about um um. I I know Hippolyta is fin- is about to have. She's about to go through something, you know what I mean? Like I don't know what, but I remember in the beginning of the episode she was saying how she wanted to go on the trips as well. You know, mm-hmm. she wants to go on the trips. She wants to do things as well. Um, and then she suffers this um, immense loss, and uh, now yeah they're showing us her see something that seems very important um that that they've only re- you know that they've only been basically re- they've only revealed to her you know so mm-hmm. you know i'm already thinking like okay we what's what's the story we finna get now right you know what i mean i mean because it's like come on that's that's random we just gonna have a gold and, contraption and bro. like so it was so it, they're basically forecasting like okay that's obviously there's something they plan, you know. They they plan seeds for for something to happen with right. I take everything they do serious, like you right. know every cause, even because even the little throwaway stuff have like meaning, like yeah. the little, you know, bubble. So you know this has to mean something if they're gonna you know focus in on it and they just had, had that little scene and then they just go away from it. So it's exactly. like okay, yeah, they plan seeds for something, but we'll see. Um. So elsewhere, overcome with jealousy. Watching Letty slow dance with another man, Tick finally makes his move. And uh, finding her alone in the restroom, he impassionately embraces Letty and frantically, you know, closes the deal, so to speak. Um, and they get, they be, I don't know if I can call this intimacy, but, you know, clearly they have sex. Yeah, um, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, after it that was- cut. It was, it was, well, so after the consummation, he notices some blood, right? And then Letty blames her cycle. Mm-hmm. And he graciously accepts her explanation, you know, like a gentleman. But as soon as he leaves the room, she begins to cry. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thoughts on that. I think maybe that's what you were going with it in terms of what happened and yeah. out of tears. Yeah. What you think? I, I, when that happened, I was like, oh, she must have been a virgin. You thought that immediately? That's what I thought. Like, that's what I thought. Because of one, or because of the blood, like the, the, you know, the blood and then her immediate like breakdown after it. Like that was, for whatever reason, I was like, wait, was she like, was she, was that her first time? You know, like that's, that Mm -hmm. was just initial, my initial, uh, my initial thoughts, um, because you know they 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 make Liddy to seem like this like traveler and this free spirit, and she you know she's protesting, she in jail, she's in this city, that state, and then she's back home, you know. Um, but then in that in that instant, 
in in that moment, and this is just my this is me my thoughts. I could be so wrong, bro. But in that moment of them, um, you know, uh, engaging in the bathroom, and then immediately after that being a response, it's like, nah, this she don't seem like somebody who do this all the time. Right. And you know? to be clear, everything you're saying, it tracks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, you know, that 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 that's a very plausible, uh, likely even ex- explanation. Mm-hmm. But they certainly didn't present Letty, you know, as as a version in terms of, you know, her reputation or the kind of way she, you know, she she's you know, you know yeah. Yeah. I mean they don't they don't they don't portray that, but I, but but what you're saying makes sense. So I'm, yeah. I'm definitely not um arguing against that. But it's it's interesting, and and then I thought initially it's like, well, you know, you know, kind of the way things happen, and you know, it's you know, it's, it could be traumatic, and coming off the events and all this, you know, I don't know, it's a, there are a number of of uh, possible explanations, and even his actions, like was that, you know, is that a Me Too violation? Was that cool the way he kind of went about that? Right. I don't know. Was that like, yeah, there, there are a number of questions. I don't know, uh, you know, as a man, if. I'm qualified to really speak on that from right, from the, the, right, the female character's yeah. perspective. But no, no, we're you know, not, we not, we can't say nothing from their perspective. But yeah, it was a little. Um, I don't know. Um, That's how I felt. Like when it was yeah. happening, I was like, okay, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like some tender, tender hookup. Like how this portrayed on, on uh, how they portray that on on uh, shows. Like just the like quick bathroom i don't know you i don't know you don't know right. me type you know how that's portrayed is kind of the vibe that that scene gave but you know they didn't been through then, a lot so and then you know, know what so and the fact that she's crying like uh, you know i don't i don't i don't interpret these as tears of joy so what does that mean what does that signify right like i can imagine that that, that is her first time uh the emotions that will be occurring and for her to lose it in that way like is that you know what i mean like yeah. What? How are we? How are we supposed to feel about Tick, or her and Tick? You know, particularly giving her response, right? And e- even if you th- think back to the uh, to the premiere, was it the premiere episode? Not the premiere episode. The last uh, episode, episode two, Whitey's on the Moon. Even during her uh, vision or her fantasy, it wasn't real. But when she was with quote unquote Snake Dick Tick, the, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. she was already trying to like resistant like to going too far right mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's more evidence of what you're talking about like maybe she was you know a virgin yeah and that's why she she was you know hesitant like you know she she's attracted to him but it was like mm, right you know right and so you know for it to actually happen and, and culminate this way uh i don't know the tears um uh, not sure what to make make of that exactly exactly yeah 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 De- definitely the way that the way that that scene was done i think it intentionally leaves us going away like uh you know three different people have three different feelings from that scene right right, you know right. I, mean? I think they yeah, made it very ambiguous no you're right yeah okay so next um back at the party it's interrupted by the glaring sound of car horns and a burning cross in front of the yard, KKK style. Mm-hmm. So an enraged Letty runs outside, bat in hand, and begins bludgeoning the offending automobiles, while Tick and a few other male partygoers stand guard holding shotguns nearby. Um, so let's 
pause and, and, and take a look at this scene, just, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because this is something we don't get to see very often, and, and it's been part of the, the national dialogue. But uh, it's worth highlighting the fact that we had these black men um, protecting a black woman, you know, standing ready to guard. And, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about sisters feeling unprotected mm-hmm. and they're being brutalized, victimized. I mean, you know, disrespected, hurt. And like, you know, even in, in modern times, like that's, that's, that's the dialogue. So to see this portrayal, even though it's, you know, for, for television, but uh, this, this image of, you know, black men protecting black women, there's something powerful about that and, and, and very deliberate. Um, Definitely, I saw a lot of conversations all over the the uh, internet um, about this episode, and a lot of women seem to have been particularly moved by by this uh, this scene. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate we don't see this more often. You know, there of course the uh, you know the negative stereotypes, right, and, and tropes about you know. Us, but it, it was just great to, to uh, see this again in the same way in an earlier episode, you know, we see something we don't often see. You know, we have these middle-aged black folk like it was uh, Uncle George, Hippolyta, you know, being intimate, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, this again, something we don't see, get to see very often. Uh, I will put this along with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of thing. It's, it's, it's significant. Also, coming off of the emotional uh, bathroom mm-hmm. Entanglement she had with Tick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you know the emotions of that are probably fueling her as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I like the scene a lot because um, we know that Letty is capable. We yes, know. she's proven it. She's <laughs> she, come to the rescue of multiple times. Strong woman, yeah, right. absolutely. So they've they've already within two episodes solidified her as a uh, uh, strong, capable um, woman that can can handle her, her business. And so I'm right there with you. I love the scene because my in, in my view of because because you're right with. So much um, protect black women conversation being had. My view, I was raised by, uh, I was raised by a lot of women. You know what I'm saying. So my understanding has always been to that we as black men should understand their strength and understand how capable um, and allow them to to lead and excuse me, not allow them, but recognize their leadership and, and strength while uh just like any any group of allies do um being ready to protect them at will and at need you know what i'm saying so it's like mm-hmm. you know if if, if and support and they were supporting her in that they didn't intervene they didn't because typically you would expect them to, you know you know the men oh, to you know take action, but they just like, nah, we got your back. Like we here to support. Like we we gonna we gonna let you do what you do. You know what I'm saying? And we and we and if hey, if, you know we here if, if you know which you would you be no us. difference if it was me and you, me you and the homies at. You know what I'm saying? Right. If me you right. and the homies at situation got where it got, and you had to, you know what I'm saying? Somebody wanted a one on one with you. I right, bet mm-hmm. we right here though. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> you feel me? We like, we, yeah, we right here. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah. you got that. You got that one on one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like we should have 
the same, you know, uh, the same support and, and protection for our sisters. As long as you, long as you say you got it, you got it. But the second, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You, you, you need anything. We're, we're right here, you know, as it should be, you know, with, with us as brothers and sisters, period. But yeah, scene was fire though. And, and it's, and it's no, it's fire scene. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is her hero moment. She, she gets the hero shot. She's coming with the bat. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you got the, you know, got the men in the background, you know, ready to support. And it's no accident, right? I mean, the, the creator of the show, the showrunner, uh, Misha Green, you know, brilliant, strong, powerful, uh, talented woman. Mm-hmm. And so, and a, and a female characters who often in this genre, we are talking about like the horror genre, um, don't always, they aren't always um, strong. It's more like, you know, that's generally the exception and not the rule. So mm-hmm. the, the way the, um, Letty gets to shine on this show, this this might actually be her show. I mean, they make it look like you know, it's about thick, hey, but she might need to be in the front and on the post. For poster. real, I mean, for real. Um, I remember I was talking about that on the last episode. Yeah, Lady be the yeah. one, she be the, be the one showing up. Yeah. So, um, after the police arrive, Letty is whisked away alone in a paddy wagon, uh, being interrogated about the nature of her purchase of the Winthrop house. I guess that's the name of her haunted house. Mm. So after her interrogated tightly gripped safety handles, she violently bounces off the hard interior as the wagon is driven wildly in a in a jerky fashion mm. to ensure uh, what's known as a, a rough ride. I mean, and again, mm. that's just another tactic they would use to abuse you. Uh, you know, no seatbelt, nothing to hold you down, mm-hmm. and just would just thrash you about in the car, and so you can get bumped and bruised. Um, in a, in a very you know violent way, mm-hmm. um, and we also learn in the scene that uh, the body parts of eight Negroes were found buried in the room below the basement of the house she just bought. So, yeah. So this dirty cop, you know, I mean, there's information exchange. He wants to know what's you know how did she come up on this house? What's really going on? And um, it seems to me like. He he's more than just a dirty racist cop. There might be something, mm-hmm. you know, more going on with this guy. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. You could tell that um he he's he wants something or he needs something. Right, he's looking hard. He's right. looking for yeah, you could tell he's searching for something. He he he's not there just to uh because he's trying to get information. You right. know what I mean? That yeah, he's trying to get information. So we're gonna he he connected to some something or he I don't know if he has his own you know mystical situation or or power situation or he got he's something that he's trying to he's trying to get to though. Mm-hmm. So the next day, um, we're in the basement. Um, we're in Letty's basement. And while she's developing photos in her her makeshift dark room, she's haunted by the spirit of the home's previous owner. And he screams to her, get out of my house. Mm -hmm. So, of course, she freaks out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, She goes upstairs to figure out what's going on. And uh, while upstairs, uh, Ruby warns her that they're on the verge of financial ruin because all the tenants have left or are leaving the house, you know, fearing the racial backlash from the events that occurred the night before when she was bashing up 
you know, it's white folks' um, cars. So it's in this moment that Letty lets it slip mm-hmm. that they'll be okay because she still has some money left from her quote unquote mom's inheritance. Mm-hmm. So Ruby is devastated on multiple levels um, because the betrayal has a cascading cascading effect. It's like um, it's like damn, you know, she didn't tell her mom left the money, and you know, we know they have a complicated relationship with their mom. And Letty didn't even show up to the funeral. So that the very idea that somehow the mother would leave Letty an inheritance and not her, she's hurt by that. She's hurt by the fact that, you know, Letty sort of withheld that information and manipulated her. And she's just, you know, all of their simmering issues and tension sort of culminate. Um, and, and, and she... Boy, she delivers this stinger to Letty. Um, She tells her, and this is a quote. She tells Letty, all this time, I thought you were a fuck up. But really, you're just fucked up. Mm. And I was like, ooh. Mm. That was like, ugh. Mm. Um, that's a great line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's something I'm sure I'll be using in the future in some future <laughs> argument. But um, yeah, that was like Yeah, that, but that's a cold line. Like, yeah, I thought you were a fuck up, but no, nah, mm. you just you really you just fucked up. Yeah, I was like, oh. Yeah, that cut, that cut that cut that cut that cut your soul right there. Bruh. So Lady said she got the she hit the she hit the numbers or something. I think right. She originally said something about hitting the numbers. Right. Now look, mm. y'all know I rock with Lady. Y'all know I'm a Lady fan. Bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Lady, my dog. But I'm, but when this came out, I was like, ah, that's trash, Lady. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's super trash. That's trash, man. Yeah. You can't do that. You know, like. That was that that one. That one really showed character, not, you know, like a right. character. Not, like you a, see why they all hate on Letty? Like why her, none of her siblings, yeah. her brothers, listen, don't really fool with her. They don't rock with her. Yeah, yeah. like that. That showed a, a real character flaw. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. In her being, because uh, I think she's the baby, and you know, so right. you know, she's selfish, and right. you know. Um, you know, self-seeking and stuff like that. And then here's the thing. Now, here's, here's, the, here's the thing that was personal for me, bro. I I like how they did this because it invoked the emotion out of me, dog. I hate, bro. And I use that word intentionally. I hate when people, when people invite you into a... Uh, let's use a good buzzword from 2020, a toxic situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hate when people like, you minding your business, right. and then they pull up on you, and like, they make it their business, like Letty pulled up on Ruby and was like, let me let me spin these web of lies to you. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me act like I got this money from, from the numbers. Let me act like uh, I want to get closer with you as my sister, you know what I'm saying? Let me act like I'm bringing you in on a business deal. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, you can win as well. So it's like, it's not even that she like was forced to tell a lie. Yeah, she man. pulled up with all the lies. You and know what I'm that's saying? That's what makes it even, even more like just 
imagine and then act like she's doing her a favor on yeah. top of all this like you know put me in some mess i'm over here minding my business i ain't bothering Bro. nobody and now you done did all that and so that that's probably what really you know angered her above and beyond everything else that she would be angry and hurt by is the fact that like wow and on top of all this, you're going to try to spin it like you're doing something for me. But really, it's, you know, as a body, like that's, yeah. Yeah, bro. So, yeah, yeah man. So let me let me stop. But that, I was like, ah, that's trash, no, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's, that's that was trash right there. I can't see no Letty, you foul. We love you, but you foul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was foul. Um, yeah. Okay. So next, we have uh, Montrose visiting Hippolyta. Um, and we're in little George's travel shop. And I, as far as the, uh, the geography or the location of this, is this are we supposed to understand that this is like, like in the same building as their their home or like how does that? That's what or I. Or is assume. it just really close by? I never really see them get from point A to point B. We just kind of cut, but that's kind of the impression. Yeah, I got. that's so what I'm I wrong, assumed. That's what I assumed. Know, but like, send me, say, send me an email if you know something different. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, Montrose pops up to check up on uh, Hippolyta and D. But Hippolyta just wants to know what really happened to her husband. Mm. So that, that that woman's intuition is kicking in strong. She knows something ain't right. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, we know Montrose ain't he gonna ain't, tell. Yeah, he's not gonna say nothing though. That's a that's yeah. a that's a dead end. So elsewhere we cut to some random diner and we have a lady confiding the tick that her house is haunted. And we learned the previous occupant was a disgraced scientist who was fired for conducting unethical experiments, uh, presumably presumably continuing his grotesque work on missing Southside Negroes, um, likely supplied to him by the, the dirty police captain mm-hmm. who'd interrogated uh, Letty earlier. Um, and she also confesses to losing her virginity to Tick the mm-hmm. night of the housewarming party. Mm-hmm. So, any thoughts on 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 that? Yeah, man. Yeah. So the um, you know, one, I'm like, okay, we're back with this. We're we're back with the utilizing the black people for uh, sacrifices and experiments, mm-hmm. um, which we, was a real thing, by the way. It, I mean, I talk more about this uh, later in, in this podcast, but that these. These things really happen. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the true horror. Like mm-hmm. they were really doing experiments, no anesthetic mm-hmm. on, a, and some of these you know grotesque ghosts that we see were based on real things that had occurred. Um, right, right. Mm. So yeah, you know. So like, so that's one. So j- just what you said, I let you unpack that because that was the first thing. Like that, you know, that they go again um, with the 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 true historical you know um overtone this time not even undertone with the with the you know experimenting um and then it confirmed what i thought from the beginning you know like okay yeah that is why you know she was um you know why she was uh, uh, upset like that you know when it when it came to them in um them in the bathroom and then it confirms as well like the um you know the, because you know from the beginning the the whether it's him or it is whether it's the doctor or the 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 uh, black people that he killed these are obviously um, unsettled angry spirits 
You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And so then the, the confirmation, the confirmation of, of that news is just like, it's like, it's all tying together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the whole, um, I guess, confession about uh, the virginity and whatnot, how you think Tick received that? I don't think Tick is capable, man. Like I think he's doing the best. Yeah, like I think I think he's doing the best. He can you can see it on his face. Like you can see when he receives, he's like, like it's like like a new math equation. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like (laughs) you, you know, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know much about his mother. Am I am I missing any anything they've told us really about his mother? Nah, I, you know, I guess they're gonna keep that a mystery. I mean, yeah. they haven't they haven't really said much about her up to this point. Yeah, uh, they haven't said much about his mother, but because he speaks about how his daddy used to, you know, uh, you know how um, he, you know, was trying to get away from his daddy and his daddy's alcoholic, and you know, we assume it was abuse going on. Then, and they don't say nothing about the mother. I don't know if she wasn't there or. I'm not, you know, we don't have that aspect. And then we know as soon as he got a chance, he left and went to war. You know what I mean? And he was in war. To get away from his dad. To get that's away. How bad it was. You feel me? And You'd then rather he, go to the war. Bro. And, 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 and that's a lot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then he came back from war because of his dad missing. So I don't know what Tick would have all this emotional, uh, <laughs> you know, foundation in order to like process all of this stuff, you know, like I'm not sure where, when he would have got that. I think that pro- I'm assuming over the series, if they continue with any type of relationship, is we probably gonna see him learning that for the first time or something, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so next, I guess we cut back to Letty's house. And, uh, you know, resolve not to live in fear. Uh, we see Letty and Atticus and what I believe to be some type of, I don't know if she's a voodoo priestess or, or someone who, yeah. who dabbles in the spiritual arts. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're approaching Letty's house in the hopes to purge the ghosts. Mm-hmm. And so as the ritual begins, three menacing white thugs from earlier break into the house undetected. They just went, they just can't leave well enough alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Black mm-hmm. folk just minding their own business. Here they come. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so they're, they're, they begin searching throughout the house for anyone to victimize. And the ghosts of the house kill them all. Beautiful. <laughs> so, so that's like, you know, better than having a guard dog, mm-hmm. a security system, right? You got some some ghosts mm-hmm. that's going to hand out justice like this. Um, two of them died, I guess, from steam. They got burned up. By I guess a possessed heater or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them died in a particularly gruesome manner. Um, he was decapitated by that uh, the elevator, which which I call the elevator, right, right, um, right. And the same one that tried to take out our girl Letty at the top of the episode. But man, ugh. Hey, you know what this scene showed me? Um, this scene showed me that, in my opinion, the ghosts. Now I'm not not the doctor, uh Hiram. I can't yeah, I'm separate not, not not the owner, not the home owner's ghost, yeah. but maybe his 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 victims. But the victims don't want right. to kill Letty and tick them. Because right. obviously they would have did it already. Right. And, and you know, and clearly they're 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 taking out some some of the 
people seeking to harm them. So they're almost like protective. Yeah, it's like I, I, I like I feel like they not. It's like they not the homies. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you know they not like we the homies, <laughs> but they don't want to see them dead, or else they would have killed right. them already. Because they made easy work of the white boys that came in there. You know what I mean? So that was my interpretation, at least. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they could have they could have murked them already, but they haven't. Yeah, most of the interaction we've seen uh, with the black ghosts thus far have been sort of maybe mischievous, right? Snatching yeah. off the cover, or just looking, or you know, yeah. Uh, and really, a lot of that could really be about when you think about it, and how this episode ends, could be about wanting to be seen and heard, right? Mm. Like people that have died unjustly, that have been silent, like history has silenced them or erased them, their pain, their agony, mm. what they went through. You know, all of uh, what they're doing could literally be a representation of wanting to be heard and to be seen, mm. like you yeah. know, not having to. To died in vain. Like I don't mean you harm, mm-hmm. but I need you to see me. That's good. Um, That's good. So yeah, so they got dispatched, man, mm-hmm. in the most gruesome way. That was some nice effects work on the uh, on the elevated decapitation scene. I guess they got they they budget recovered. Uh, <laughs> hey, they heard <laughs> you know they heard the lab. yeah they they heard my complaints about uh, <laughs> episode two, so they got the effects game back up. I appreciate it. <laughs> um. So the, the ritual climax sees uh, Letty team up with the, the tortured black spirits, mm-hmm. right? So this is what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they they just a team up. So the black ghosts come together with Letty to expel the true malevolent force of the home, which is uh, the evil Hiram mm-hmm. ghost. Um, and their formerly grotesque forms uh, be, start to become whole again mm-hmm. during the process. So, um, Letty screams victoriously, get the fuck out of my house. Mm-hmm. Like the ghost had told her earlier, get out of his house. Uh, so again, you know, Letty, get the fuck out of my house, asserting herself. Letty fucking Lewis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, um, <clears throat> I, one part was, uh, made me think. So, you know, the lady, the, I don't know what to call her. The 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 priestess, the the lady. Mm-hmm. She um, what was it? Was it a goat? She um, oh the sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice. The, I, I believe that was a goat. I mm-hmm. believe it was a goat. My memory's right. She sacrificed the goat, and then she put like blood on um, the the doorpost. Uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, they would they put the the red crosses or whatever on their heads, mm-hmm. and uh, that was protecting them. Right, and then we it confirmed that that was it was actually working because uh, Hiram or somehow a sprinkler system got activated and started to uh, wash off the blood, you know, and then you can see like, oh yeah, there was that was that was helping them, you know, what I mean, it was you know uh, protecting them, mm-hmm. and then um, then yeah, like you know, like I say, they ended up victorious, they they overcame, but. Uh, and I don't know, man, you know, some of our listeners could give, you know, may have better, uh, even better historical understanding or, of where this was borrowed from. But for me, I think about, so in the Bible, in the Bible with uh, Moses, like it's like a classic story from the Bible where uh, Moses is is telling the Pharaoh 
you know, let my people go. That classic, let my people go. Let my people go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then then God sends the plagues and stuff like that. But um, and so the last one is uh he tells Moses, you know, to tell all the the uh the the uh um Israelites to take the blood of lambs and put it on a doorpost. Mm, you know, that from the Bible, like no, I don't. But that's a great connection, man. That's yeah. a that's a great, that's yeah. a great. Uh, yeah, that's he tells a, them that's to a take good. blood of lambs and put it over the doorpost, and that the when the angel of death, he gonna send the angel of death, and wherever the blood is, the angel of death will um, overlook it. You know what I'm saying? And wow, that's a great. That's that's great insight, man. That's a yeah. No, I didn't. Maybe, you know what? Yeah, and you know this wouldn't be the first time that uh, there have been some you know biblical references in this show, right? I mean, I with the whole Adam, Adam and Eve, and, Eve and Ghost, the name right, of the right. title. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of um, of that threaded throughout yeah. uh, this story. But that's a great, yeah, that's wow, that's great insight. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was that was something that I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's they use, but yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm I'm certain, I'm certain that that has some fluids. Like that, that, that's just too on the that's that's pretty on the head, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's no, that's a that's a great observation. Yeah, man. Um. And so, did do we ever see what happened to the to the priestess, um, spiritual priestess? I don't. Did, did we see her walk out? I see Letty and Tick, but I don't recall. Dang man, I know she what? was knocked at one point. Is she make it? Is she good? <laughs> yeah. She kinda, maybe she got. Maybe they edited it out. You know, walking I out safe. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I just I just remember wondering, like, man, did she make it? What happened? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so it, so it, yes. so it's the next day. Um, Letty's giving a local reporter a tour of the house, you know, having transformed it into an affordable housing for, for the black community. Mm-hmm. And the reporter asks about the three missing white neighbors that Letty is completely unaware about. Right. <laughs> and while they're busy talking, uh, we watch the empty elevator descend below the sub-basement and reveal a seemingly endless tunnel littered with skeletons, mm-hmm. including the three fresh corpses killed by a ghost. Uh, during the night of the ritual. And we also recognize familiar glowing magical symbols previously seen in Artem. Uh, so perhaps this house connects with the Braithwaite legacy in some way that is yet to be revealed. Right. Um, so that was, yeah, that was like, and I find it really hard to believe three white people end up missing. After all the ruckus, you know what I'm saying? Y'all was tearing up the, the, the cars the night before and ain't no, you know what I mean? Right. It ain't like they ain't, they ain't deployed the, the SWAT team or somebody over there to find out what's going, you know, that's a little, but okay, we're going to let y'all have that. Right, 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 right. Uh, so the next scene, um, final scene of the episode, we cut to some random realty office. And um, Tick confronts Christina about pulling strings behind the scenes to arrange for Letty to get that house. Mm-hmm. And she admits to her part, and she connects some additional dots tying the events to a founding member of the Sons of Adam. So Atticus interrupts her history lesson by attempting to shoot her in order to protect his family. Mm-hmm. But he can't pull the trigger, completely frozen in place. Uh, and, and apparently, Christina has the gift of invulnerability. Mm-hmm. And she casually places a business card in his shirt pocket, telling him to call her. Then before leaving, she casually warns him, Tick, you have to be smarter than this. 
you can't just go around killing white women or white women. Yeah. And then, you know, that's it. Faded black credits roll. And I was like, ooh, that was that was chilling. That gave me goosebumps because one, that was hella real. Right. Two, right. just the symbolism here. I mean, you know, we have yeah. a white woman that's virtually, well, literally, in this case, invulnerable. Like, she's untouchable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he tries to shoot her, but she he's frozen in place. I mean, she's protected. And um, I'll let you draw your own conclusions, you know, listeners, what, you know, what that means, but particularly in America. And we talk about, you know, class, race, and um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. How do you interpret yeah, man, I love that line, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I feel like it's a bunch of different ways that you can go with that line. Like, Tick, you got to be smart. You can't just go around killing white women. Like, because she said it with this, um, this like, matter of fact. You know, it's such a large statement about killing Because it's white true. Because really? that's true. You know, but it was like, <laughs> you know, you got to be smarter than that. Um, yeah. You know, in... I think that it showed Tick's, um, it showed you, j- because Tick is smart, um, you know, you know, Tick, I believe that Tick is smart, I believe that, um, you know, Tick, Tick has uh, combat experience, he's operated in high stress situations, uh, he's really beaten the odds coming from a, a, a terrible home life, you know, and, and seemingly trying to make his life better, and you know, uh, even showing, you know, um, you know, you know, them showing us those little tidbits in the first couple of episodes. So for him to pull a pistol on Christina, who has already shown power, it really shows you the level of desperation, you know, or like, um, you know, he just he has he don't know what to do. You know, because mm-hmm. pulling a gun on it, come on, bro. I knew that wasn't finna work. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> especially, I mean, you know, and, and can you imagine in the 1950s, man, you know, you know, Jim Crow America, man, hold on, did you peep how she went? So he had like um, clothes of blinds, you know, preparing to, you know, presumably kill her. And did you see how subtle? It was how she opened the blinds, like just just the imagery of mm-hmm. so the outside world could see. You know, so you know a white woman in here with a black man, like just just yeah, that's danger in and of itself. Yep. I mean, remove the gun from the scenario like that. Anybody walking by, that could be like you know, yep. People that. lose their lives for less than that. I mean, this you know the, this young boy Emmett Till was brutally murdered, lynched for. Allegedly, you know, just whistling mm-hmm. at a white woman, mm-hmm. which was later proved to be a lie. The lady that accused him of that, you know, um, none of the people were, were brought to justice. Uh, the murderers who later, you know, confessed in a newspaper article. But anyway, just, mm-hmm. you know, given the racial dynamics and whatnot and um, the power of the white woman. I mean, he, you know, in, in the real life situation, you know, we have a white woman to just accuse mm-hmm. a, a child of something and he's murdered as a result. Right, and here you have, you have Christina. Tick, like you can't just kill like boy, right. don't you? You know what I'm saying? Right. So if 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 they if they you know murder a child for allegedly whistling at a white woman, what do you think the consequences would be mm-hmm. uh, for 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 threatening, much less killing 
right. a white woman, you know, for a person of color. So yeah, that's yeah, that was uh that that line and that scene, um, man, it, it hit it hit uh, especially hard given the context. Right. And then also, if if you really like break down the line as well, you can take it um you can take it um you know, not in the sense of being theoretical, but literal. Like you can't kill me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be smarter because you can't kill me, you know. And Christina as the representation of, you know, the um, all American, you know, the all American white counter, you know, uh, white, um, you know, power that be. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. this mystical white force that is uh, that you literally can't kill because of the, the the magic that she has. So I think it's just. I think it was a it's a lot of depth to that line if you really think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this was good though, man. I I I really enjoyed uh this episode. Um because you know, man, I think it's really hard to do. You think they've given us three episodes with three totally different, well, yeah, with with two totally different um feels vibes and uh settings you know what i mean like we had the mm-hmm. first one you know the 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 trip to autumn and then we had them in autumn and now we have them back at home you know and you know uh even the the, the stories that they're developing i mean when you really step back and look at it man it's not an easy feat you know um to do that and still have us uh invested you know uh and i think they're doing a really good job with it so far yeah man it was an outstanding episode um a return to form um and like you said it works really good as a standalone episode but it still feels connected to the main story arc Mm -hmm. um so you know we had these little separate and like little mini movies each week you know a little self-contained like even if you hadn't seen before i'm like you know it, it works definitely um and uniformly good special effects this episode. I need to shout that out since I hated on them <laughs> for the second episode. Yeah. Uh, the practical effects work, like the blood rhythm, rhythmically pumping out the neck of that decapitated, uh, decapitated elevator victim. That was, yeah, that was kind of, that was really gruesome. It looked kind of, you know, it looked, it looked, I hate to say it looked good because that's such a horrific thing, but I mean, you know, it was, it was well done, yeah. well executed. And the, even the creature design for the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. very well done um, disturbing definitely um, definitely and even more so when you consider you know this is based on some some true real life horrors um, and I want to call attention to um, I in the show notes I'm including an article uh, from Esquire and it's written by Gabrielle Brunet Brunet uh, and it, it it talks about the, uh, a lot of the elements, real life historical elements that this episode drew from, mm. including um, like you know sort of the housing discrimination and some of the riots that came forth from 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 people not wanting to uh, integrate and allow black blacks uh, fair housing opportunities in all white neighborhoods and how, but. It, even more horrifically, um, the experimentation 
uh, done on performed on black people uh, by, you know, medical science in the name of medical science. Um, like, you know, a lot of people already know about the Tuskegee experiment. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's not even the tip of the iceberg. And that was some truly horrific and gruesome experiments performed on black people um like a lot of, of like gynecology right uh, there were a lot of procedures and techniques and surgeries and things that were perfected uh and and first tried out on black women um some of them even going back to slavery and they would brutalize these women with with no anesthetic no just in such an inhumane savage way you know i mean these women were murdered in the name of science mm -hmm. um and yeah just you know just just some horrific things done i mean you know if you think the tuskegee experiment w w was bad which it is um you you'll, you'll really be horrified um at some of the things that they they would do and that they've they've done um as far as experimenting on black people uh it's just it's terrifying. So anyway, the article uh, provides, you know, a lot of great information about that. So I won't take up too much time talking about it here. I just want to call your attention to the fact that I'll post a link in the show notes if you'd like to learn more about that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, some quick references um, in the episode uh, as far as horror references. Um, I don't know. Have you ever seen a show called American Horror Story on FX? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, well, the season one of that show, uh, Murder House, uh, this episode kind of pulls from that. There's a strong Murder House vibe. There's a movie called 13 Ghosts. There's some references to the beloved Amityville Horror. And of course, uh, there's Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula, uh, and which is also called back to the Sundown episode, uh, you know, via Uncle George, and he quotes from the book. Um Musically, uh, we have Fast Domino, Ain't That a Shame. I was playing while Hippolyta was missing uh, Uncle George. Uh, Shirley Caesar's Satan, We're Gonna Tear Your Kingdom Down. Uh, that was playing during the, the, the climax. And uh, Good Rockin' Daddy by Etta James. And also, as the credits roll, we have a Sinnerman uh, song. This rendition being performed by Alice Smith. So... Yeah. Nice. Um, and as far as Christina, uh, previously, I guess we had a little bit of a debate about whether or not Christina was a friend or foe. But uh, I think it's safe to say at this point, Christina's definitely slid all the way over to the foe side this week. Yeah. What you think? Yeah. 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 It's, it's no mistaking. <laughs> um, it's no mistaking that she has uh, self-interest in mind. She just happens to aesthetically look um, very unintimidating as far as kind of, you know, the depiction of good and evil on film, right? Like mm -hmm. she doesn't, you know, she, she has a very mild, meek manner, um, mm -hmm. very well-dressed and soft-spoken, not over the top. And you know what I mean? So it's like... You know, she's just like, 
you know, if she comes up and she's like, yeah, I'm just gonna kill you. You know, she just does it in this very yeah. calm, cool, but you know, you can almost be swayed. Like, maybe right. something else to it. She did it so calmly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no. No, 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 no. She, she'll, she would kill Tick, Letty, and Ruby. You know, if it's on purpose. There you go. There you, you know, go. And shout out to the casting director. I right. mean, they this cast, you know, for roles big and small, is just universally excellent. Uh, the performances, Facts. the people that they that they cast, they just seem to embody or, or convey uh, whatever traits, uh, you know, that serves the you know the character. I mean, they just. Like this, this actress, um, I believe her name is Abby Lee, that plays Christina. She does. She she says a lot with her eyes, with her look. You know, maybe, maybe the way she holds her mouth. I mean, just you know, just again, universe, uniformly excellent performances by all the uh, the actors in the show. Definitely. So, so that's gonna do it for this week's episode. As always, thanks for listening. You can find contact details in the show notes if you'd like to reach out. Uh, don't forget to check out my man Corey Paul and his boy Jay with the NBA and the Literacy Kings podcast. Yeah. Also linked in the show notes. And um, we'll see you next time for episode four. <laughs>